welcome to this week's DJ Force X podcast. Uh, we've been down for the past month just due to some technical issues on my end. Um, yeah, so tonight I'm going to hit you, or today, or whenever you're listening to this, we're going to hit you with a double header. I have Adam, Clint, and Josh from Brothers Grimm. I also have Philippe from Rave the Requiem straight after that. So with this double header, I'm going to cut this bit short, just keep it sweet. Enjoy. Welcome to this week's show. Um, I have Adam, Josh, and Clint from Brothers Grimm. Welcome, guys. What up? up? How you doing? pretty good super fantastic excellent cool right well um for the benefit of my listeners uh would you give us a little background on brothers grim all right uh brothers grim started back in the day um i used to work with a guy named dan and he came to me with the idea for brothers grim and i uh, came to me with a bunch of dubstep tracks and um they kind of evolved over the past like year uh dan moved on to management stuff and i recruited these two gents and we uh, picked up the project and kept it going. So um, what do you currently have available out there that people can hear? Uh, we've got an EP that I wrote with Dan and remade with these guys. Um, which, that's a three-song EP. We've got two demos um, on YouTube just for our YouTube followers. And then we just released a single, Home of the Vein. Um, so mm-hmm. what's that, six total songs? Six total songs right now. Cool, cool. And Home of the Vein is a track I play on my radio show. Since it got sent to me, I think I've played it a fair few times. I really like it. It's probably our favorite yeah, one. it's our yeah. favorite, probably. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. So um, what are your musical influences? My background is mostly progressive metal, such as like the Contortionist, which is from our hometown here right now, Noblesville, Indiana. And then uh, going into like Pelican and all that good jazz, Last mm-hmm. Chance to Reason. They're a great band from Maine. Cool. And then some pop, Sleeping Sirens. Clint? Mine is like a lot of metalcore. Um, for vocal, vocally, like August Burns Red, Under Earth is a huge influence for me. Um, and then it's like some electronic music. Uh, like I like some Datsik and then, then just some house artists, Skrillex, like all of those typical people. My influences are mostly, uh, mostly pop, I'd say, like 75% pop. Um, <laughs> Um, other than that, a lot of sleeping with sirens, basically any hardcore that is also pop influenced. Okay. That's I love. So okay. I bring that. Cool. cool. So, um, you said you, you had the EP out and that was, that was out last year. Is that right? Or the year before? I think last year. Yeah. Last yeah. year. Okay, cool. So, uh, do you have plans for another release coming up? <laughs> Not specifically. We have, we have like, we have ideas of what we want to do. Um, but we're not really sure like when it's going to happen. Yeah, like we have a bunch of songs written where we're we're constantly writing new material. Um, but we're kind of waiting to get on a label and get some official plans before we um, plan a specific release for it. Okay, cool. What about um, playing live? You got anything like that plan coming up? Yep, we have a show on March fifth, and then we have a show on March thirteenth here locally in Indiana, and then. Um, April, May, June, July, we want to try to get some shows in there as well and try to play maybe like in Chicago and like surrounding states. Um, yeah. yeah, we've been practicing super hard the past like uh, month, month and a half, and we're going to start going really hard on the shows. So cool. So what's your, um, what's your live setup like? 
uh, obviously you got two vocalists and a programmer. Is that right? No, we just do. Uh, so we have Adam and Clint doing vocals, uh, hyping up the crowd. Uh-huh. And uh, I sit behind the drums uh, and control the backtracks. Okay. So we go in through, uh, you know, iPod into Mixer, Mixer into DI Box, DI Box into system. Okay, cool. And you just drum with that, is that right? Yeah, we play to a click. So have you got anything, like, uh, are you releasing any more tracks at all? Like, one-offs like you did with Home of the Vein? Is there anything else that's going to come out demo-wise? I think eventually we we might want to release, like, a single or something. Uh, We don't really know what that is going to be projected like, um, but... I mean, you could probably see something in in the near future, like a single or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always looking to record, and I really I really want to release stuff as soon as possible. But yeah, nothing definite yet. Um, so who would you? Um, this is all going to be I'm probably probably all going to give me different answers. But uh, who would you ideally love to tour with? That's a really hard one. I'd love to tour with Breathe Carolina. Issues for sure. Um, I, I like all those. I also want to tour with some like other maybe like hardcore bands because. Or bands that really don't sound like us, because I feel like that's going to really broaden our fan base and horizons. Um, I talked with a vocalist. Uh, his, he was from a band called The Chariot, and he told me one time that they tour with bands like Pierce the Veil, or when they were around, they toured with bands like Pierce the Veil and, and things like that because they wanted to open their uh, horizons with fans and wanted to gain new fans, and that was the best way for them to do that. So I'd like to tour with Breathe Carolina and Issues, and then I'd also like to tour with bands that really don't sound like us so that we can maybe get some new listeners and get some new, new Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to play with Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, so let's go through uh, my questions here. I edit these bits out, so don't worry about it. Um, so we can say anything you want. You can say anything it you is. want. <laughs> that's the great no, thing but... about podcasts. There are no limits to what you can say. So. <laughs> I know it's probably dangerous to say, but it's true. I'm going to dip you into Ziki. Sounds <laughs> like we're Ziki. Um, we're good for right. now. All right. No, it's all right. Keep going. <laughs> so, um, when you're in the studio, uh, what kind of setup do you have? What 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 programs and stuff do you use? Um, our producer normally uses Logic to do like most of the dubstep and the uh, drums, and then he uh, sends it to Pro Tools to do the vocals. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, would you um would you look to expand your lineup like having more uh live instrument based um like live we've show talk- we've talked about adding guitarists yeah i think it would add for a cool live feel our manager johnny is really really pushing for it so um i i eventually think you'll see us with maybe some guitarists but yeah. the thing about it is is like we don't have a lot of guitar work yeah our music isn't really like guitar influenced a lot it's the more tend like uh towards the dubstep end um but like, i think it'd be cool and fun to have a guitarist yeah and like home of the vein like we do have a few guitar parts like that are layered yeah. in the background for just depth but there's nothing that really in the other songs that we play that really have a guitar part 
So maybe like as we evolve and as we grow as a band, we might add a little bit more guitar, and that may cause for a reason for us to bring someone live. Yeah, like right now, the only guitar parts that are in there like were like super simple, and I just like whipped out a guitar and played them. So it didn't like require a hired guitarist or anything. Yeah, you know. So it's like, yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's see. Um. Uh. Like bands. Like if you've seen them, uh, Excision. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got a band called Destroyed. Okay. And they have, um, it's not so much live instrument, it's like MIDI guitars and things uh, that are triggering various sounds and things like that. Um, yeah. Have you ever looked into anything like that at all? Or... No, not really. Didn't I didn't even know those yeah, existed. I didn't really know that was a thing. <laughs> okay, well check out, check out Destroyed and uh, Pendulum as well. So is um, it like a modified guitar? Yeah, kind of, but um, a lot more. It's like having a... Um, do you know what a Novation launch pad is? Yes. Yeah, or a MIDI fighter pad or something. It's like one of those, but in a guitar shape. Oh, okay. Huh. Interesting. So, um, yeah, they're, they're currently kind of been prototyped and being made specially for these people, but um, I could see it sort of turning into a keytar type thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it looks a lot better than the keytar. So. Well, thank you for introducing a new a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> it could be an expensive one. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, um, obviously, you mentioned a lot of um, like rock, rock bands being in pop or like hardcore. Would you ever see yourself um, playing with the likes of, um, like I just said, like Excision or Skrillex or anyone like that? Yeah, I mean, I would be totally Dude, down. I would play with Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> really like our our limits for touring is like zero like we don't we don't care who it is like put if, us in front of people if they want to bring us on on their tour and they think we'll fit then whatever yeah. we'll do it like it's it's not like we we want to gain like the masses we don't want you know just to be like a local band we want to really just broaden our horizons and like adam says like we want to take it to the ends of the earth so um really whoever taylor swift whatever <laughs> yeah we're not afraid to be the black sheep yeah, yeah. exactly Cool, because I suppose with the with the lineup you have and the setup you have, um, it would be pretty. I would say pretty easy just to jump in a car with the three of you in a minimal sort of setup. Exactly, that yeah. makes it super easy. We can just hop in the car and I go mean, to yeah, whatever we, state we want. All we need is drums and a <laughs> box. We got everything. Yeah, <laughs> drums and an iPod, and you're away. Yep. yep. Cool. Um, so, uh, just trying to think where I can expand on stuff here. Sorry. Uh... So what's the uh like um the message of the band? Is there a specific uh area you point to or is it more open or is it just like life or love or uh uh you know something else, religion? Do you have um, do you have a specific message, like I said, be it any of those or political or something? I don't think we can nail it like nail it down to a specific message but i'd say um our our biggest message would be just to like be real about issues um for me that's a lot of philosophy a lot of uh religion is definitely an aspect of it um but i want to make our listeners be independent in how they think so however we can do that in terms of whether it be religion relationships love 
you know, whatever. I want them to hear the song and be able to think about their own lives and determine their own conclusions through independent thought and reason. So personally, I love logic and reason, and that's what um, inspires most of my lyrics. Clint might be something else. Josh might be something else. We all bring something different to the table. So, Yeah, I think for me, definitely it's like life experiences and things that I've learned and like that I want to like pass off to people, like things and situations that I've been in that I've been through that are pretty deep that I want to like shed light that it's okay like that you can make it through it like that you know you don't have to think that you're alone in it and i know it's kind of like almost a little cliche of a of an answer but it's really it's really what i want to do and it's what i've always wanted to do since i've been into music just wanted to really influence people to think differently than what everyone else does be yourself you know don't be think that you have to be like someone else yeah, we definitely do touch on a couple of political things. Like you said, um, home of the van. I don't want to give away too much about what it specifically means, but um, there are definitely a lot of political influences in that song um, that are pretty dear to my heart um, and affected a lot of how I grew up and stuff like that. So, you know, we just write about whatever is going to um, hopefully have a positive effect on how people think. Oh. You've you've got a couple of gigs coming up. Um, would you like to tour over the summer? Oh God, yeah, say yes, yeah. We're I I think that's something that we want to try and see if we can put together and possibly have set in stone. Um, but there is something that we're going to be doing uh, this summer um, for the fans, uh, which is in talks right now. Um, but we will be giving out the album uh it'll be all the songs on a custom usb drive uh with our logo on it um and it will be for free cool um but they will have to come uh to our booth after every show to find out how to get it for free okay um so we will be doing that um and then who knows what else but that is something that we have talked about doing as well on the future tours, hopefully, that we can book this summer uh, to also kind of uh, build up a little bit of uh, publicity and kind of make it more of a, a relationship between our fans. Yeah, because yeah, they're willing to come out to the show. Like, it's, we want them to have our music. Yeah, yeah we want them to enjoy it. Yeah. Just, like, take it. We don't really care. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So was, um, that was one of the questions I was going to ask, is, like, these days a lot of bands, they release, like, say, music. You're going for, like, the USB stick side of things but um just to get the music out there i mean people are releasing obviously vinyl seven inch 12 inch vinyl um and even cassette tapes i don't know why but (laughs) um would you guys like obviously i I know you've like taken the sort of digital side of things on the usb would you consider doing a physical format maybe a vinyl i wouldn't picture us doing a cassette yeah i think we can say no to the cassette but (laughs) yeah I mean, obviously for albums and stuff like that, like we're going to do the CD release yeah. and like all that, all that jazz. But mm. but we want to really make this one available for everyone for, for free. I mean, it's kind of like something that, you know, they're going to come out and see us play this album. And they really, I mean, to us, it's not really a big deal whether or not, you know, they're giving us money for it in the moment. We, we just want them to be able to enjoy it, not only at the show and, you know, watching us, but also at home, like in their cars, with their friends. Exactly. You know? We want it to be something that they can associate 
you know, us with is like a positive thing. You know, yeah. we're not trying to be greedy. We don't want to be greedy. We want to want to be. We want to have a relationship. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Because, um, like, I mean, these days it's it's difficult enough to sell the music anyway. So, um, yeah. like, getting if people are making the efforts come out to your shows and you give them the free music, then that makes perfect sense because that's where a lot of bands do you self-produce your music or are you um you pay for that sort of thing we do not self-produce it's something mm-hmm. that we'll probably be working towards yeah, um, that's definitely on the horizon yeah <clears throat> like i think eventually yeah. like after we release maybe like a couple of albums or something like that we'll probably do something that's more self-produced I and mean, we'll probably always have a producer like the producer that we work with always will have like some sort of insight to our records because he's really good yeah um but I do want to see us more trying to like flush out ideas ourselves and would put them into action. Take the dubstep noises from the mouth. Yeah. You can only communicate so much when you're going like making weird noises. Yeah. Where can people find you online? Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, Google plus. I don't know if that's a fact. So just type in the name. You can usually, it usually pops up. Yeah. Do you have a website? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Facebook's our website for right now. Yeah. Okay. I think eventually we'll go there. Um, like Adam said in the beginning, we're trying to really <clears throat> get signed to a label and tour and, you know, do all that stuff, kind of have that have that support. Yeah. And, uh, once we get that, we should be rolling. Uh, we will probably have merch pre-orders, too, in the near future as well. That will be uh, launched on our Facebook. Um, <clears throat> we have a couple of shirt designs on there already. That people can take a look at if they want to see what they are. Um, and then if you want to comment on them, tell us that you want one. Uh, that kind of gives us a better idea of which one, or if not both, to release. Yeah, so definitely go on to our Facebook, like all the fans that are listening. Go on to our Facebook and vote for whichever shirt you like the most. Um, and if both of them end up being neck and neck towards the time we start taking pre-orders and making presses, um, you know, who knows, we might we may do both, but... Uh, and I don't want any of our fans to feel shy about talking to us either. We are more than welcome to talk to our fans. We literally reply to everyone. Yeah, we will talk to everyone. We love all each and every mm-hmm. single one of you guys. It's only because of you that we could ever reach yeah. at any pinnacle point of our lives. Like that's only going to be because of you guys. And too, like sometimes it's not the most timely manner, but we will reply to you. And it really is us. Like it's not you know somebody that like we're paying to like reply to everybody like we really care about like your problems your issues and like if you want to talk to us about them maybe we have some experience that we can kind of give you some advice on and help you through it cool well thank you guys uh wrap up today so yeah thank you for joining me on my show and um if you want to hear them go to their facebook page uh alternatively you can listen to my show because it's going to be on um yeah, it will be on the show that follows this podcast. So the track will be on there. We'll tell you if you can go to SoundCloud and you can hear it there as well. All right, so thank you. Um, yeah, so thank you, Adam, Josh, and Clint from Brothers Grimm. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to welcome Philip to this week's show. He is the front man and guitarist of Swedish band Rave the Requiem. Hello, Philip. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty okay, thanks. Caught a nasty cold, but I'll manage. No <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, yeah, um, just for the benefit of my listeners, uh, can we get a brief history of Rave the Requiem? 
Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Rave the Requiem was founded in 2011 as a one-man project at that time. Um, and the idea behind the project was to make like a crazy fusion of metal music, rock music, and different electronic styles such as dubstep, drum and bass, and electro-industrial. Um, so we released our first demo tape in 2013, and a few months later we got signed by DWA, a record label, and the album was released in April 2014, which was our debut album. So that's cool. pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. So, so essentially you're a new band. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. we turned into a band around 2013, okay. late 2013. And by the, uh, uh, by the time of the release of the debut album, we were pretty much a standard band. But our drummer entered the band pretty, uh, pretty late, I guess only about six months ago, something like that. Uh-huh. So we haven't been a real live band for that long, but okay. now we are. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. So your, your uh, new album or your first album is, uh, is self-titled. Yeah. Um, and like you say, it came out um, recently as well. So uh, what are your plans uh, for this year in support of that album? Uh, trying to do as many live gigs as possible. Uh, one of the, the highlights is definitely the Resistance Festival in Sheffield, UK. Oh, yes. Yep. That's going to be really awesome. Uh, there's, there are lots of great bands there, and the promotion to play there is, mm-hmm. is beyond awesome. So that's going to be really cool. Also now in February, we're uh, playing at a local metal club, and that's going to be pretty awesome as well. That's actually the first time we play at like a regular metal uh, music uh, place. So that's going to be really cool. That's going to cool. be really cool. No, Try a- out that audience a little bit. Yes. Yeah, see if they can dig that sound. But um, yeah, yeah, the exactly. Resistance Festival I've heard of in Sheffield, I've never actually been to. Um, a, a few of my friends went go to it on a regular basis. Um, yeah. So yeah, that sounds really cool because um, the UK sort of um, dance, uh, hardcore dance side of things was there was quite an underground movement um, not long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I've got and, a lot of English fans in general. Yeah, no, it sounds really cool. To really dig my stuff. Yes. No, I mean, like you say, your album's really cool. Um, yeah, thanks, I, I listened to it uh, a few times now. Uh, I've had it on yeah. on my uh, MP3 player, and it's um, it is a real good mix of of like the EDM and the rock uh, side of things. Yeah. It's a well balanced, it's a real heavy, thick sound as well. Yeah, uh, yeah which thanks, is really man. cool. And like, um, I, obviously, I play your stuff on my radio show um, mm-hmm. and stuff as well. So if people want to hear it, they can tune into my radio show. Uh, they'll they'll know when it's on. So <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds but, great. But yeah, no, it's um. I was just going to go on to the next one. Your your musical influences. Um, I mean, I can hear a few within the sound. I just wanted to know what yours were. Oh my god! You know that's a really difficult question. You know, it's such such a wide range of stuff. But in general, I am a huge fan of the late '90s new metal scene, like mm-hmm. Slipknot, Corn, Rob Zombie, Static X, Powerman, Five Thousand, and those bands. Ministry is also a huge influence. Yeah. But in general, you know, I, I should be honest with you. I listen, for example, to a lot of traditional '80s pop music, like radio pop music, and they have, that have influenced my choruses quite a bit. Um, so it's pretty difficult to answer. I like a lot of modern electronic stuff like dubstep and drum and bass and shit like that. So, uh, but I would say the, uh, primarily it's the new metal, the American new metal scene of the late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a heavily influence on me as well. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that sound, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I was uh, listening to your music. You have obviously the sort of the, the heavy bass music, rock music, uh, but you also yeah. have like a, a real sort of like, um, like the the female vocals to it it's very yeah, um yeah. 
it's it reminded me of kind of uh that kind of uh, nightwish um yeah but like, exactly but crossed with like some of the sort of um death metal type things when they have like the operatic singers because obviously yeah, your, your exactly. voice is quite gruff and quite like um growl you got a lot of growl on it yeah but exactly. then you've got this like Harsh sweet harmony come in as the chorus and stuff and it's really catchy yeah, um, especially on Aeon. When I first heard it, I was like, I was listening to it, and it was like, okay, yeah. this is like industrial, like rock metal, you know. And then that yeah, vocal came exactly. in. I'm like, wow, what a contrast, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And that's, I guess, is the uh, the softest song on the album. Mm. So it's really hit friendly, and that's also why we chose to uh, make a single out of it, and also to record a video, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. anyone's listening, uh, whoever's listening, can go check that out on um, on YouTube um yeah it's a really yeah. awesome video so yeah obviously you say you're gonna you're gonna uh, play as many live shows as possible yeah ideally who would you love to tour with you know combi christ would probably be a uh a really good fit for us i guess their audience would be uh i think at least they would they would really appreciate what we're doing here especially since combi christ has become more of a metal band recently but also has the roots in uh, uh in electronic music yeah but of course, Rammstein would be the the uh, the obvious answer. Of course, yes. but, uh, but, you know, that's pretty that's pretty difficult to get an opening slot there. So yeah, yeah I can imagine. <laughs> let's that, go so. for let's go for a Combat Christ first. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, do you have any plans to come over to the states? Of course, of course. Um, right now, it's a it's a financial question. You know, it's pretty yeah. expensive to fly over five people there. Uh, but I've got a lot of contacts in, uh, I know, I know a few promoters in Texas, in Atlanta and the New England area, like New York and Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, I also have a few contacts in Seattle, one or two because, and, uh, Columbus, Ohio, as well as Detroit. So, uh, maybe we could do a little mini tour yeah. in the future. So yeah. if there's money and if there's enough interest and I would love to go there, it seems like the American audience really dig my stuff as well. Yeah. So, uh, that's worked out really well. That's cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, it, it kind of, um, obviously the sound we keep going, it's like, it, it's the electronics, uh, electronic dance yeah. music, but with the rock and, um, electronic dance music here is a growing, um, music industry. Yeah. It's still definitely. quite, uh, compared to Europe, it's really primitive, but because it's growing, it's becoming, um, like the third staple in music. Cause obviously you've got country music yeah. and you've got rock music here. Oh, you've, exactly. you've, got, you've got hip hop as well. So we've got already got three, but this, this is becoming like the fourth because it's kind of, um, it's kind of melding into these things. Like you've got, um, yeah. I think it's Avicii worked with a country artist and made a song. Yeah. All right. And then you've got, obviously, um, we've had the dubstep influence through a lot yeah. of the, the metal acts here. So things like, you know, Korn's album, uh, they work with yeah, like Skrillex yeah, and Excision and stuff. And exactly, hit- really good. The Path yeah. of a Totality was the name, right? Yes. So. Yeah. yeah, really good album. Yeah, and it's 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 creeping in. I mean, around where I am, um, obviously Miami's the sort of like hub of of uh, EDM. I think in in the states. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I've, I've never really considered Florida being a state for metal music and. Uh, alternative electronic music it feels pretty latino to be honest like mm. traditional house music and uh, stuff like that that was my general feeling at least yeah i mean it used to be like where i live now it used to be very very metal it used to be the hub of death metal in fact yeah exactly exactly um, i remember that now that element still exists here um but whether um 
I mean, like I said, a lot of lot, lot of the dance music it is a lot of it's a lot of the house music. Like you say, yeah. it's very Latino in its in its nature, and it is a lot of the um, clubs and and events that I've seen are highly influenced yeah. on that side of things. So. Um, but there is there is movement because there's still a, like a rock and metal movement around here. So I've got a so. feeling that that's going to collide at some point um, and hopefully make something. You know, <laughs> yeah, I nice. really hope so as well. You I know, would love to play in Florida. Love yeah. that state. <laughs> yes. wonderful. No, it's it's a great place. Like I said, I've lived here for two years, and it's. Um, well, obviously I miss the UK, jealous. but it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's warm. <laughs> it's... Yeah. It's warm and it's comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. I know. I've been there. Uh, I did a road trip. Uh, we flew to, uh, Orlando and then we went down to, uh, your place, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. We were in St. Petersburg and St. Pete beach. And then we flew, uh, sorry, drove down to, uh, the Fort Lauderdale area, Deerfield beach. So I've been there and I know it's totally great and i'm pretty jealous of you to be honest <laughs> i want to return there as soon as possible well if, you, if you're ever over here let me know um because we can of course always, i like, will you know obviously if you're gonna I'll play buy a you a beer excellent. promise excellent thank you <laughs> cool um yeah so when you approach creating your music yeah. um when you take into the elements of of the electronic elements and and yeah. the the i suppose organic elements of of like the guitars and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, what's your process like? Do you do you start with say uh, so you come up with a guitar riff, or is it more um, you're working like say in the studio on on an electronic beat, and you come up with you know just that kind of hook? Is it or is it just something yeah. that kind of falls together? Um, it depends a lot on the situation and the song, um, but in general, I write most of my music when I'm doing something entirely. Uh, like totally different things like especially when i'm right before i fall asleep mm. i usually come up with the best melodies and while i'm walking or while i'm in the car driving um but usually in at least maybe seven times out of ten i begin with a beat you know a general idea of the song and i pretty quickly hear the guitars as well so i would say that the guitar is probably the thing that i begin with that's okay. the foremost instrument and then i build electronic stuff on top of that uh but it could as well be a chorus but that's also pretty organic so i would say that the organics material the organic material is the first thing uh, in the process i would say so because when i write the choruses i always sit down by the piano so that has nothing to do with the uh with the software technique and the electronic stuff in the computer so um yeah the organic stuff always comes first Uh, cool and you produce everything yourself is that right or did you have a Yeah. yeah Oh, so you did the album yourself? Yep. Cool. I wrote everything, lyrics and music, and produced it myself. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. A one-man band right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still one man with, uh, with a small army. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what, um, yeah. what programs do you use, if you don't mind me asking, to, to do yeah. your production and everything? Uh, for me, it's Cubase. Uh, it has always been. I think that's great. Some people think it's a little bit too complicated, but but I like that control. You know, you're yeah. able to really be in control of every single detail. Nothing is for free in that program. You know, you really yeah. need to work for it, and I like that. That's very true. Um, yeah. And then I use like tons of different software, but I don't want to reveal too much. But I can say that my absolute number one favorite is massive native instruments massive ah, yeah. uh, that's where i do pretty much everything like distorted bass drops 
uh, weird leads and they really got some nice pads there cool. as well. You know, it's not really the ordinary preset player. It's it's more like a real synthesizer. Yeah. And uh, I think it creates an individual sound, which I really like. Doesn't sound like anything else. So yeah. there's so many options with it. It's um, exactly. It's one of those things. Like a lot of people use it, and like it had a stigma at one point where oh, you're just using math because people were using the default sounds. But if yeah. you if you explore that 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 plugin, it is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I was the same because I, I like when I first started using it because um, I use um well I learned on Cubase when I was in college. And oh, um, I've sort of gone through a few of the the doors now, and I'm 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 now Ableton, which yeah, Ableton really work. like really works for me, which is great. Um, I'm using it right now to record this, in fact. So, um, oh. but it's um no, when I first got Massive, I was just like looking at it, and like you get a lot of the presets, and you hear, oh, that's what that sounds like. Oh, that's how they did this. Yeah. And like as I as I sort of I got like really bored with those sounds, I was just like, okay, let's see what you can do. And I just like blank canvassed it, yeah, <laughs> and started just turning the knobs like exactly. randomly, and then like suddenly find all these sounds. I'm like, this is amazing. No one's heard exactly. You know, I haven't exactly. heard this at all. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 the thing you're always reaching for because you know I don't I don't even remember the last time I just picked a preset and did nothing to it. Mm. You know, I always open up the editor and use different filters yeah. and tweak it and turn the knobs, you know? So I, I always try to make it as individual and unique as possible. Yeah. And that's primarily also because I'm not really satisfied with the sound. It's more like I find a sound, which I think, well, this might need a little bit of work, but when I'm there, this, this is going to sound great. So it's just rough material mm. that I'm starting to work. Yeah. So. No, that's cool. I mean, um, I, I mean, I produce little bits of music here and there. I used to be in a band about uh, a couple of years ago, um, yeah. but now I, I like just do like little like EDM tracks and stuff here and there. Um, yeah, exactly. but you know, I, I just, I, I love using, I just love creating music from just electronic stuff. Cause whereas I used to like, you play an instrument and it's, I took everything up, mic everything up, and now I don't know. And then they started yeah. coming out with emulators and stuff, and that was great. And now you can just plug it straight exactly. into your, your computer, and it's you yeah, know, you've it's, got everything uh, there. So yeah, exactly. It's really user friendly. You know? Yeah. Uh, so some people think that you know the elitists think that you should always use hardware, but come on, guys, this is the future. Welcome <laughs> to the twenty first century. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, you can use hardware if you want, if you want to spend that extra time, which is fine. Um, but a lot of those sounds can be achieved within yeah. within like the the, the software itself. Yeah, you know, I mean, even just plugging my guitar straight into my um, literally straight into the computer or straight into the audio interface. Yeah, you, ex exactly. There's plugins now, like you had Guitar Rig back in the day, but um, that's probably still around. But you know, you've got all these emulators where you can emulate. You don't have to have like a huge stack of speakers behind you. No, exactly. Well, yeah, not... I, I use Guitar Rig 5 personally, yeah. so I think that's great material. And I know lots of different professional studios that use that shit yeah. constantly because if you, if you know what you're doing and if you're able to tweak a really good sound, um, you could create a professional production only by by uh, putting your guitars through the uh, Guitar Rig VST. Yeah. So that's that's really, really good, uh, really, really good software. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I agree. I'm going to have to find uh, find my copy of it then if it's still around. <laughs> yeah, you should. And the thing is that it has really cool effects for other stuff in the studio as well. For example, I, I sometimes use it for my vocals, which oh, really? is really awesome. Because, yeah, okay. it works really good because they have really, really good compressors and limiters and delay emulators and stuff like that. So I would really recommend it for lots of stuff. It's yeah. really user-friendly and great, great uh, software. Cool. I'd have to. I'm gonna have to look that up again. I think. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, how's how's the um? I know it's not been out that long, but how's the album been received? Very well, beyond expectations. Um, uh, so far, we usually got lots. Get lots of really, really great reviews. Usually, we get like eight or nine out of. 10 stars in oh, reviews wow. so that's really really great and as well we ended up on many album of the year lists so oh. uh, yeah that's really beyond expectations you know it's being a debut album and everything i must say that it's amazing yeah. it's really really amazing that i did something that people really enjoyed because you know i'm 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 out in pretty you know deep water creating this fusion because you never really know whether people are going to like it or not you yeah. know because some people might really like it. But on the other hand, I was kind of worried that maybe people you know, preferred real metal and real electronics and wouldn't really uh, like the uh, the thing in, in between those yeah. things. But it turns, turned out that the metal fans really liked it and the electronic fans really liked it. So I, I, I really managed to do something good and I'm really proud of it. Excellent. It is a really well put together album. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm uh, really satisfied with it as well. Of course, as a producer and a songwriter, you're always critical towards your own work. Yeah. But in, in the end, I think it's a really good product. Uh, I really do. It's a good debut album. It is. With your album, um, was there a specific message behind it? Or is it just a, an, a, um, a combination of many different things? Both, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess that was the purpose, you know, creating a fusion that people would like. But I don't know if you mean like lyric-wise and such. Yeah, lyric-wise. Uh, sort of like the message yeah. you're portraying in, in your songs. Yeah, for me, lyrics are pretty important, to be honest. And all of my lyrics are, almost all of my lyrics are about emotions, like the pain of being alive, mm. uh, the everyday struggles. Um, but I also, as a lot of people notice, use a lot of religious imagery and religious symbols when I write about music, like the Ascension, for example, like mm. uh, Christian symbols and such. And that's not because we are a Christian band, because we're not. But I simply, I'm simply really, really inspired by religion in general, you know, the symbols, yeah. and the mythology and stuff like that. You know, it's really powerful. It's really dramatic and uh, self-centered, much like me. So <laughs> I, guess, I guess I just hate mankind just as much as God does. So, <laughs> uh, so I really do that shit. So, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you, Philip. Um, thank you for joining me on my podcast. And um, yeah, good luck with the album and the rest of this year. Um, I hope it goes really well for you. And um, yeah, thank you again. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. No worries. Thank you. And we come to the end of another DJ Force X podcast. Um, thank you for being patient with this one being released. I hope you enjoyed the double header. Um, I've already got one recorded for next week, so there'll definitely be one up then. I've got the guys from Seething Akira. Uh, and I'll also have um, The Taking as well uh, the week after that, most probably. Um, but I have them already in the vault. I might even release them a bit sooner just to sort of catch up on myself. Uh, but we'll find out 
if I got time after this one. But yes, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being patient. And until next time, this is DJ Force X. Out.